Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, October 19th. What a night in sports. Holy cow, Monday Night Football was phenomenal. We will get to the Titans' heart-stopping win. Over the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I don't understand how it's a controversial finish, but we'll talk about it momentarily. I do need to uh, pump up our guest today. As you guys know, the NBA season tips off tonight. Lakers-Warriors, one of the marquee matchups. Um, Yes, your boy will be in attendance. I don't know when I'll tape the pod. I don't know if I'll wake up in time on Wednesday morning or do a super-duper late-night pod. Either way, it's going to be fire tomorrow. But uh, NBA season tips off. So as a result, we brought in a guy. I think it's our... First guest, third time. By popular demand, Preston Johnson, a.k.a. Sports Cheetah. NBA, he's an NBA head, big time. And he's into gambling, so I think you guys will like it. Uh, So definitely stick around for that. However, I got to start the pod with the Bananas. 31-34 Bills loss to the Titans on the road. Bills were, were the better team, no doubt. The Buffalo Bills were the better side somehow. 
they kept screwing up in the fourth quarter, ended up getting stalled on fourth and one from the, like the three-yard line. And it was just an unbelievable end to a really hell of a game. If you listened to my picks, I gave them out on the Fox Sports column on Monday. Over 53 and a half. Cha-ching. Easy winner, I think, in the third quarter. Cole Beasley, over four and a half receptions. Cha-ching. What's his name? Emmanuel Sanders, over, I think it was 54 and a half yards. Cha-ching. And the reasoning is sound. I'm not just throwing darts here. Uh, you could read about it on Fox Sports. Of course, I also tossed in, yeah, why, why not? I like the Bills. How did the Titans stop them? And of course, the Bills don't beat them. Although the Bills, they didn't quite lead wire to wire. They led much of the game. Tennessee was in the thick of things. And in the fourth quarter, Buffalo, it was just a tough one. You know, they um, they run the kickback for a touchdown and is flagged for holding. The Bills only had, I believe, two punts in the game. One was in the fourth quarter. And this is what Tennessee does. These slow ball control drives. Uh, five minutes, 42 seconds field goal. Four minutes, 56 seconds touchdown. And it's like when you're chewing up clock in the fourth quarter, it's 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 really tough to beat these guys. Now, the, I will credit the Buffalo Bills. They did a great job stopping Derrick Henry. I know people don't want to hear it, and Henry won a bunch of fantasy uh, matchups, and everybody's freaking out about this tweet that I put out. All these Tennessee fans, these homers are coming after me. So Derrick Henry, 23 carries, 143 yards, three touchdowns. On the surface, amazing. Three touchdowns. Come on. I'm not ripping him. He did have a 76-yard touchdown run early in the game, just early second quarter, just broke through 76 yards, gone. In the other 19 carries, Derrick Henry did virtually nothing. 67 yards, 19 carries, 3.5 yards per carry. I went through every Derrick, just because all these people were yelling at me, these buffoons in Tennessee, I went through and, and looked at the numbers. So 20 carries, he had a 76 yarder, obviously the touchdown, a 19 yard gallop and a 13 yard touchdown run. The other 17 were small carries or negative yardage. The Buffalo Bills did a great job on them. They did. They didn't lose this game because of Derrick Henry. They lost because Josh Brown slipped on the turf on fourth and one from like the three-yard line. And the kid Simons, the, the young kid they got out of Mississippi State, got an incredible push. Allen, who's 6'5", probably leans forward 99 times out of 100 and gets the first down. He slips as he backs away from center and almost goes down immediately, and it's a stunner. And the Buffalo Bills go down. A team that, when you look at the schedule, it's lined up really, really well for Buffalo to get the number one seed. Now, all of a sudden, you look at the AFC standings and like, oh, Buffalo's 4-2, and two, and they now tr are trailing Baltimore, and they're right in the thick of things with the Chargers, yes, the Titans, the Bengals, uh, the doors open for the Browns and the Steelers. We're not going to talk about them. Even the Colts to get back in it. The Raiders are 4-2. Yes, the Bills have the easiest schedule. Yes, they are going to win a lot of games. A lot. But I have absolutely no problem with them going for it on 4th and 1 with 22 seconds left. Okay? You are the Buffalo Bills. You are the Super Bowl favorites. You're the best team in the league. You have a 6-5 quarterback. Of course you lean forward. And get the get the uh, first down, and then you call timeout, and then you go and get the touchdown. You win the game. You don't kick the field goal on fourth and one, and force overtime. Like, what's the point of that? You're inside the five yard line. You are the most dynamic offense in the league. You go and get the touchdown. How is this even a debate? I don't, it's and this goes to the divide of the old school folks 
and the new people who actually look at numbers and win probability and math and they say, wait a sec, you're inside the five, you have the best offense in the league, you have fourth and one, you have two timeouts, you win this game. You don't want to take chance. You, you, what happens when you kick the field goal, you lose a coin toss, and the Titans come down and score? Then what? Then who are you going to blame? You're going to blame the defense? You're going to blame the coin toss? It's like you play this game and you want to blame everybody. Bottom line is the Bills did not execute on fourth and one. Josh Allen slipped. Game over. You lose. It's not the end of the world. Yes, temporarily, the AFC is kind of, sort of, wide open. Kind of, sort of. And then you look at the schedule. Okay, next up for Buffalo. Oh, a rematch with Miami, which they already beat 35 nothing. I don't give a shit that two is playing. And by the way, that's in two weeks after a bye. Then you have the Jaguars and the Jets, who have a combined, let me see here, two wins. Then you have the Colts. Then a trip to the Saints and the Patriots. And oh yeah, the Buffalo Bills are going to be favored in every single game until the Bucks meeting on December 12th. And it's not going to be a three-point favorite in Jacksonville. You're probably looking at, they were favored by six in Tennessee. You're probably looking at seven and a half to 10 in Jacksonville. You're probably looking at seven and a half to 10 against the Jets. Okay? So the Buffalo Bills are still on track to get to the Super Bowl, win the damn thing. Let's not freak out about a fourth down decision. Uh, people are losing their minds. Why didn't he? McDermott, such a smart coach, you kicked the field goal. What do you kick, a 22-yard field goal? Well, you go for it on fourth down. You play to win the game. We kill these coaches who punt and make weak decisions like Mike Zimmer, who I just slaughtered on this podcast Monday if you missed it. Like Mike Zimmer, the worst. He's literally playing for field goals, playing for punts. I'm going to ride my defense. Like That's a 1987-1997 mindset. You don't do that. That's how you lose football games. This was not overly aggressive. This was the right move by McDermott. Now, without further ado, let's get to today's guest and our NBA preview with Preston Johnson, a.k.a. the Sports Cheetah. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy knows another guy all right let's welcome into straight fire a guest you know well i think he's the first guy to be on here three times uh broussard may have been on here three times but his name oh, wow. is preston johnson the legend uh, nft guy g- gambling guy nba college football nfl he does it all he's got his own studio now in orange county he's just blowing up everywhere what's up preston I'm doing well, man. It's an honor. I didn't realize I'm up there with the Broussards of sort, but I'll take it. I appreciate yes, it. Yes. Well, I mean, when I think NBA now, like you're up there because I know you, you know, when we text and stuff and I know you're a huge NBA honk and I think you were the first one to put me onto Luca during his rookie year, but we'll get to Luca in a little bit. Um, I wanted to preview the NBA season, not like one of these nerdy, like who's going to win the title? Not like, you know, what our listeners care about, the storylines, gambling, okay. uh, the ancient fossil Lakers, but where I want to start is there was uh, a little viral video on Monday about Ben Simmons at practice, his first one with the Sixers since he said, trade me, I'm not showing up, and then they withheld the money, and he's got clearly his phone in his pocket, and the screen is lit as he's turning around, and it's basically like, I just, I don't really care to be here, and I'm fascinated by Ben Simmons, but there's also the Kyrie Irving subplot, which is unbelievably extraordinary. I'm curious where you as an NBA fan, which one of those two do you care more about? I think as a fan, and when we talk fans between guys like us, like yeah, 
when I was growing up and I'd play NBA 2K or NBA Live back in the day, I'm a little older. I'm not too old yet, but I always played like GM mode. I loved running the franchise. A lot of it had to do with trading players and trying to build a roster. I'd simulate the games. I would hardly play them. Yeah. This is similar, I think, with Philadelphia's situation here and just knowing Daryl Morey to some extent and how analytically savvy he is, but also like he's not taking an L. Like he just will not trade Ben Simmons for 25 cents on the dollar. He knows how detrimental that would be for the franchise. And so I think that's what we've kind of seen is it's played out long enough. Ben Simmons was tired of obviously not getting paid. He's back in practice trying to play. And I think Maury has to just bet on either Simmons tries hard because he knows that's the way to get traded and a deal that Maury will actually consider from another club or another team. Or Simmons is actually just great and somehow it works out. But the last thing that he could do, even if he's showing up with his phone on at practice, like <laughs> he has to show up. And I think Maury knows he just can't trade him for like Malcolm Brogdon. Like it just, oh, just like on. you just can't do that. And some of the offers, and you hear like, oh, maybe Damian Lillard, like there's just no way no the way, Blazers yeah. are doing that either. So to get to that point though, where maybe Lillard's on the table or Bradley Beal, a player of that caliber, they needed to figure it out. And Simmons just has to go and practice and eventually play the games. I hope they can because it'll be fun to have another player there with Embiid. In the Sixers roster in the East that you know is impactful on the offensive side. That's what they need most. Yes, yeah, people. I keep people he- hearing them say that. Oh, even without Ben Simmons, Sixers are in great shape. And I'm just thinking, like, really? I mean, Joel Embiid misses like 15, 20 games every year. Um, if anything, I would look at the Sixers under yes. right now because I don't think the Simmons thing's going to work. I'm with you, and obviously he's going to try to play, and we'll see. But I think people like. A positive expectation for Embiid. Like if he played seventy games, oh, we would be on. thrilled. Mm. And that's that's an underdog, right? Like it's probably in the sixty to sixty-five range, yeah. on average. And plenty of times he only plays half the year. And so when we're going through this, you look at the rest of their schedule. Like they brought in Andre Drummond. Like really, come on. I know Seth Curry's been great. Matisse Thybulle's great defender, but they're right. banking a lot on Tyrese Maxey. I, I, way, too, way too much on Tyrese Matt. He had like three good games last year, right? Maybe three good weeks. I don't know. And I know they have Tobias Harris still, but like, oh, let's be honest, geez. relative to salary, I know he gets thrown under the bus a lot, but he's fine, but he's not going to lead the team when it's no Ben Simmons potentially and no Embiid because Embiid's out. So I'm with you. I, I, I wish I wasn't because I, I love Daryl and I just love what he did for the game of basketball yeah. on that aspect with the Houston Rockets, but he's not selling Simmons for cheap no. and – so at least for now, I think that he is going to play. I wouldn't bet under just to be straight. If you made me, I would, but I'm not going to play this. Oh, you wouldn't. Okay, got it, got it. Um, so where are you on the Kyrie stuff? He's officially been ruled out, shocker, for the opener. Um, I actually took the opportunity to bet James Harden to win the MVP at 25-1. to 1. Um, We forget, like, Kevin Durant doesn't play all the games. He's, I mean, he played a lot in the playoffs, but in the regular season last year, no. And... I, do, I mean, Grant Hill was on here last week, and he thinks that Kyrie will be playing in about a month. Either the restrictions really? will get loosened or something will happen. Um, so with that, I didn't feel great about my Harden bet. But I, I, James Harden, people forget, like, you know, he was hurt in the postseason. This guy was carrying Houston uh, for for years, right? Well, he carried the Nets. People also forget last year when KD and That's Kyrie right. were out. And the Nets were still humming. Like, it was no problem. And a lot of that has to do with Harden, and you can just build around him because he's so impactful it's interesting if Kyrie even if he came back let's say in a month and Grand Hill's right there's also going to be the games he misses because Kyrie also gets hurt pretty frequently or at least decides to go to his sister's thing and he's out for the week like (laughs) it just happens so there's going to be other stuff like sure he misses the first month 
best case is he probably misses another month's worth of games too, just regardless. And so I don't hate it. I also heard at one point last week, you could get Harden to lead the league in scoring at like 50 or 60 to one range, Hmm. which is similarly intriguing. If Durant's not playing a ton of games and let's say Kyrie's out now, it's like Harden needs to drop 40 a game for the Nets to win. Right. And so I think similarly to MVP, yeah, people are kind of forgetting Harden. And the real question is, and I'll throw this back at you, are you concerned that the sentiment after Harden kind of pushed his way out of Houston, he's already won MVPs? Like that left a bad taste, I think, in a lot of like the voters' mouths. Oh. But did he resurrect that vibe yet, like last year with what he did with the Nets? Because when he that's got a there, good point. it was good. So that's my worry, I guess, for an MVP vote. Hmm. It's just yeah, like, that's a, that's a tough one. I hadn't even thought about leading the league in scoring. Somebody tried to somebody texted me, "What about Michael Porter Jr.?" And I know you're a big Michael Porter Jr. fan. Um, and I thought, like, well, no way. But um, you know, speaking of voters, they just gave it to Jokic. Are they giving another Nuggets player MVP? Come on. For for MVP, I, I was thinking scoring. Yeah, MPJ oh, scoring, yeah, scoring, MVP. yeah, yeah. No, no shot. My bad. Scoring. I confuse scoring with MVP. But, you know, I know the voters do like the Nuggets, but, I mean, is he going to take over scoring with, with Murray out and, and Jokic still being the fulcrum of that offense? This is what's interesting to me. And his whole back thing, the reason why he dropped, for people that aren't aware, for some context, mm. he plays at Missouri like the number one recruit coming out of high school or one of the top ones. He plays like a game, if that, because his back, and he, and he doesn't play again for like two years. He fell on the draft when he would have been a top three pick to Denver in the middle of the first round. He shot 44% from three in his first two seasons in the league, 45% last year. His down year was like 41% as a rookie. Obviously, Jokic just finds the guy wide open, but he has a skill set that there's a ceiling as far as getting to the free throw line, attacking the rim, hitting mid-range and more one-on-one ISO now that no Jamal Murray for a while. It, I don't hate it. Whoever texted you, really? they're at least thinking okay. in a process in a way that is on the right track as weird stuff happens. What happens if Jokic is out? Who's usually pretty durable, surprisingly yeah. for us, us big guys. But like, us what if Jokic misses two months? MPJ That's has to fair. drop 35 a game. Well, what about Aaron Gordon? No, I, I like Aaron Gordon, but he's, <laughs> not, he's not a scorer. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's quickly m- move on to the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks real quick. They won the title last year. It's like people forgot they won the championship. And I was looking at their path, okay? They take down the Heat, who I think, I guess I and a bunch of others forgot how gassed the Heat were after the bubble run. Sweep them. They beat Brooklyn after the injuries and, you know, KD's two-inch uh, three-point shot. Um, they take down the Hawks after Trey Young missed the pivotal game. And then they don't even have to go through the Clippers or Lakers. I don't want to diminish the title, but I just did. Any <laughs> shot the Bucks repeat, Preston? I think it's okay to diminish it and still, like, they earned it. They deserve it. Same with the Lakers and the bubble win. I know even as a Lakers fan, like, they beat the Miami Heat in the finals. They missed the Kawhi Clippers somehow. Like, it's okay to be diminished. And so you want to give them credit. But wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Kawhi played, though. Kawhi and the Clippers played. They just got Right, I'm just saying they didn't have to play them. Right. They got Denver, and Denver okay. just wasn't nearly as good. More diminished title, Raptors or Bucks? Raptors. Mm, yes, because KD went down. And nobody yeah, on planet Earth. And so did Clay. <laughs> and Clay, like, that's right. I forgot about Clay. Anyways, yeah. in that game, if, yeah. it's And I'm pretty sure there was an injury on the East uh when they played the Sixers potentially too, that went to seven anyway, and Kawhi hit the shot. Uh, I don't think it was Butler, but I'm, I feel like so. Oh no, no, they just yeah, they just won Game Seven over the Sixers when the Sixers just collapsed and choked. Yeah, um, it's it's close. So I mean, I think so. Here's the thing: you don't want to diminish what Milwaukee's done, but I'll say this, and for like narrative media speak, 
eye test, you're like, man, something, you know, the switch flipped for Giannis in the finals oh, yeah. against Aiden <laughs> after two games. And okay. it's like, okay, maybe. Like he just finally said, I'm going to the hole every time you can't stop me. He stopped shooting threes. Have you seen him in shooting in the preseason? Yes, Have you seen I've these videos seen going around? <laughs> I, I am the last person that will admit, oh, now maybe Giannis will hit jumpers. Now he's going to hit threes. The hitch is gone. But watch the damn videos. The hitch it is pretty fluid. much gone. Yeah. I don't know what he did since the finals. He's been just trying, trying, trying repetition, but it's less fidgety. Maybe mm. his shot is going to be better. And if that's the case, and he also has that same mentality of like, no one can stop me. There's a ceiling that's higher for the Bucks than was there last mm. year. And so like, really, are you going to miss PJ Tucker? Maybe a little bit. Who knows with the type of veterans they could bring in over the course of the season for minimum contracts or whatever buyouts come playoff time. I think, that's an over. I thought, like, look, Mike Budenholzer team's dating back to the Atlanta yeah. Hawks win 60 hey. games just because his scheme is so good game to game throughout the course of the season. The Bucks win total sitting still 53 and a half, 54 and a half at, at the books. Like, I think they're at least a 56 win team. So that's wow. one that I do like over. And I think there's a, a level Giannis might take his game that we just aren't ready for. That's a little scary. And, and when you look further in the East, like the Sixers, no Simmons, the Brooklyn Nets right now, no Kyrie. Miami's got some new pieces. I like Miami a lot, but. I I don't know. Where are y'all Miami? They're not suited to win a bunch of games in the regular season. They want to be healthy with Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry and everyone else. They have a great cook. Spolstra is one of the best. It's the reason they did make that bubble run. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're healthy in the playoffs, I think they're a team I would not be betting their season win total over 48 and a half, whatever the number is. Wouldn't be betting them at like plus 100 to win the division. Would absolutely be fine if you want to take 13 to 1 to win the East. It's kind of one of like their ceilings way higher. And I think that's kind of what they're playing for. Like Lowry and Butler aren't playing like load management, yeah. not coast, but load management over the course of the season. They have enough pieces to win enough games. Well, they'll be in the mix. They know they've beaten the Bucks before. Like they just want to make sure they're healthy in the playoffs. So I think a shot on them to win the East is kind of more of a ceiling play versus like they're going to win 50 plus games. I just think that'll be a lot tougher. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their general tire, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's almost like we've forgotten the Boston Celtics. They've fallen through the cracks. They weren't very I good s- last year. I know. That's a pro- <laughs> I don't know what happened. Like, honestly, Jason Tatum, I'm, I, do not, I do not like anything Boston-related sports-wise, but I love Jason Tatum. I think he's one of the five or ten best players in the league. I, I'm just enamored. The problem is, I don't know where the rest of, like, is the roster that good? It almost feels like they're Portland light, where Portland built around a backcourt, and the Celtics are building around two wings. And imagine if like the Kyrie thing had worked out for them or if the Kemba Walker thing had worked out or if the Gordon Hayward thing had worked out like they just <laughs> missed on like they're they had these young guys in Tatum and Brown that were great three and D wings. And obviously Tatum and Brown both elevated their games to even being past considered three and D that's disrespectful to even say three and D to be honest, they're way better than that. But if any of their big acquisitions had made, like worked or not been hurt, it just like they were so close anyways, right? In the Eastern Conference Finals uh, twice, right? Anyways, so it's it's the last year, meaning last season was, was a little weird to me. And I'm, I'm not sure if, and again, they got rid of Brad Stevens. He's still in the manager role now, which I'm not yeah. sure how that's going to roll, but they got a new coach. Like I think maybe the refresh button helps and they just need someone else kind of dictating things. They bring in Dennis Schroeder for a relatively decent contract. Mm. Hal Horford again, uh, Marcus Smart. So they bring in Josh Richardson. Like they're guys that, for whatever Josh it's worth, might be okay, but it's it's nothing that like I, I don't think you can really consider him a contender if they had that third yeah. guy, which they tried three times and it just didn't work out. Just, yeah. Um, so they're just a little behind everyone else, I think, in the East. All right, one over. I bet in the East. Feel free to scoff at me. Call me a square. The Chicago Bulls. I'm all in. Mm. Caruso, uh, Lonzo. They'll be better defensively. I'm buying all the Patrick Williams stock. Love his game. Um, I know you don't like the Bulls. I can see you wincing in the Zoom. Uh, 
I'll take it. All right. So oh, I'll, really? I, oh, I love, yes. I love Caruso. You know, I'm a Lakers. Yes, fan. of course. Yes, yes. I love Lonzo because I stand for all the young guys the Lakers drafted that all turned out to be pretty good. Like even See. Clarkson days now, sixth man, Julius Randle. Yeah. Okay. Like, like they have all like Brandon Ingram and, and Lonzo. I have to just stand for all of them. But I thought this was really interesting. I'm going to get a little bit analytical, but I think people will be able to follow along. Get a lot analytical. And, and it's important because generally you would think preseason basketball doesn't matter. But uh, someone, Kostya Medvedovsky, he's an NBA analytics guy on Twitter, if you don't follow him. What's his handle? At K-M-E-D-V-E-D. Okay. Okay. All right. I can text it to you later, but people can listen back that are following along in the podcast. But he said, I've looked at the predictive power of preseason results before, and there's actually a lot of value here. And he's quote tweeting uh, Steph No, and I'll I'll tell you a little bit more about that in just a second. He's like, I'll do a write-up. But in this at the time, the Bulls had a preseason net rating of plus 32 and a half. They were 32 and a half points per 100 possessions better than their opponents. Dating back to the 15 years of data that we have on preseason, it was the best in the history of the preseason. Okay. All the other teams that are in that top, uh, he said that were 17 and a half net rating positive or higher all won at least 44 games, which the Bulls win totals like 42 and a half, 43 and a half. They all won between 44 and 59. He says, a plus 32 and a half preseason net rating suggests we should bump our expectation for the Bulls regular season projections by about one and a half points per 100, which you saw most books went from 42 and a half to 43 and a half after the Bulls first three preseason games. So the market wow. agreed like, hey, there might be something here with the Bulls, not only because you're bringing in defenders like and Lonzo's just a good all around player to just like I'd love to play pickup with Lonzo. He'll just find you if you're open. Like it's just so fun to play with the guy. And now he apparently can shoot 40% from three. Crusoe's wow, very similar. And everyone's like, oh, that they spent money on DeRozan. Look, DeRozan had one of his best career years, similar to Tobias Harris, gets a bad reputation because of his contract. He had one of his best seasons ever last year. And if Levine still has like the keys to the car, but DeRozan's kind of a sidekick now, and I have a full healthy season with Nicholas Vucevic who was absolutely a better stretch five center than anyone they've had. I'm worried about the depth after Williams, you like Kobe white. Uh, There's maybe one or two more guys, but like, it's pretty thin, but theoretically they're starting like five and seven or eight deep uh, is really strong. I'm with you. And it's like, I went because it seems high for the bulls, but Levine took a major leap last year. I think he should have been most improved player. He didn't get it because he was already pretty good, but the leap he made to all-star and, you know, top 10 in the MVP voting, uh, Anyways, I'm with you, man. I, and there's some stats in the preseason to back it up, which normally everyone always says disregard preseason. Uh, it's not necessarily wow. true. I was, yeah. I, I mean, I am all over Zach Levine. That guy's game is so awesome. I mean, this is irrelevant, and I don't want to go off on a tangent, but if he plays in like the 60s and 70s, what does he average? Like 35, 40 a game? Like the guy's game is un- <laughs> yeah. like he's so fast and athletic and can splash threes. Like I just, I love Zach Levine. Anyways, um, all right. So now I want to get to Luca. And I, I took a lot of heat when I won an undisputed in the offseason said, you know, Luca is the best player in the NBA. And all these people are, you're an idiot. Stop being a moron. And, you know, you throw the stats at him and they just want to disregard them and say, well, who's he beating in the playoffs? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, he actually was an underdog against the Clippers both times and pushed him to seven. And people don't want to hear that. Um, this is what, year four for Luca? Um, I think they got a new coach. Um, I. Is there pressure for him to finally get out of the first round here? Or are we just like, hey, man, he's like 22 years old. Could we relax? Yeah, I mean, it's similar with like LeBron. And who did LeBron beat, you know, his second year in the league? <laughs> I don't know. Like you have to, at least it's it's all relative. But now you're comparing Luka to LeBron and people are going to get angry. 
I mean, you know this. I've showed you the clip. I was yes. on I was on ESPN <laughs> like two seasons ago, and I said I would be shocked if it wasn't LeBron one A, Michael Jordan one B, and then Luca one C. Like in twenty years, at the end of the day, I I think he was. I just he's going to be that good. His numbers are going to be actually better if not. Uh, at least versus Jordan, just because there's so many more possessions now in this era yeah. and the offensive ratings are so much higher and his usage rates so high and he'll get the assists. Like it, it, he'll be in the mix. It just comes down to, can he win enough titles? And look for what I would say back to those people, they're like, well, who is he beat one dude, the, the kid he's, he's so young still, but two, his second best player is Hardaway junior. Oh, and they still took the Clippers to seven games. Yeah. And the year before when Ka- Kawhi and the Clippers were massive favorites with the Lakers to be the two that won the title in the bubble, they yeah. took the Clippers to six, six. That's right. And, like and Tim Hardaway juniors, Lucas second best player <laughs> and poor Zingas, who's supposed to be that second best player. If you actually look at the numbers, he's been like a net negative. They've been a lot better when he's off the floor and it's mm. like Dwight Powell. Just like puts it into perspective. They don't have a roster yet this year, I think, that puts them over the top or anything. But to discount what Luca's done because he just hasn't beaten anyone in the playoffs is just like ignoring the context mm. of who he's playing with, for one. My question to you, I'm gonna throw this back at you. I think Rick Carl Carlisle's one of the greatest coaches we've seen. Mm. Now it's Jason Kidd who Probably not a coincidence. As soon as he left Milwaukee, they started winning a bunch of games and ultimately a title. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I would be bullish Dallas because, by the way, they still went over their total last year despite Luka showing up out of shape the first month, KP not playing most of the season. And then when he did play, he stunk. And they had a whole COVID thing for like three weeks That's through right. the whole team where like nine of their players were missing sp- sporadically. And they still went over their total last year but I can't get over the fact that it's Carlisle, the Jason kid. I just can't do it. So I, I'm staying dramatic. away. That might be like a four win difference right there. It's just hard to say. Um, what about the off season turmoil with the whole, the GM stuff, the Harla Bob, who's <laughs> now uh, out of there, by the way, you guys are friendly, right? No, I mean, I know who he is because of the sports betting oh, background, oh. but we've never met or anything. I thought, cause he's a big gambler and you are, and then the poker and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm familiar with him, but he probably knows who I am just on the outside, but never spoken to him before, uh, but respect what he did. And I I really don't know. There was like, I think more of the drama was with like, personally, it was like the Don Nelson just trying to stir stuff up to save his job and like Mm. stuff was getting spread around. And in the end, though, I also think Luca wanted to have a voice that he wanted to be the head. And at some point when you have a generational talent like that, you just have to say yes to Luca. You don't care if it's Carlisle. You don't care if you Vulgaris is one of like the you know big brains behind a lot of the analytics and, and decision making. You just have to move on and say, all right, Luca, who's the guy? And if it's Jason Kidd, all right, Jason's the guy now, and Jason. you see what happens because Luca just kind of determines it all. It's the whole the player era that we're in today. Yeah, they're going to roll over for him. Uh, I did not mention we haven't mentioned Zion at all. Um, I'm a little sad to even talk about him now with a, yeah. another surgery, not even starting the season. Um, what, what the hell are you hearing on well, Zion? And this one came out of nowhere. I had, I didn't know I did even needed a foot surgery. And all of a sudden it's like, well, he had surgery. It went smoothly and we'll reassess in three weeks. It was like, wait, what? (laughs) Like one of the brightest young stars in the league just had a foot surgery casually. And like, let's be honest. He hasn't been in the best shape before coming into the league. And that's, you have a big guy that does what he does. who relies on his athleticism around the rim. You're not necessarily thrilled about a foot surgery. It's going to take a while, by the way, have you looked at the Pelicans like 39 and a half before even if Zion was playing most of the year, 39 and a half, I think a little bit too high. And now you have Zion out for who knows how long. Look, and Ingram, look, I'll stand for all the Lakers no, guys. He's never, even when he was with 
LeBron, they couldn't win yeah. games. You guys never yeah. won games. Yeah. He Who's their score, second best player with Zion out and Ingram as their one? It's Jonas Valanciunas, who they traded <laughs> Adams for from Memphis. And I actually like Valanciunas. But then you go after that, and it's like they're relying on Nikhil Alexander-Walker. No, I like from him. Last year. Like you hey, like by the him, way, but really, is, do you play is, fantasy? But of course, I actually have him. The one league I'm in for NBA, he's on my team. So I, I, there's like upside yeah. there. But they brought in Devontae Graham. Like these are guys, they're not winning you in the West half of your games. Yeah, they're fine pieces, high. but they're like losing Lonzo, I think, is a pretty big deal. And even obviously Drew Holiday from the year before that, like they've downgraded in a lot of areas. And now if Zion's out, who was by far their most impactful player a year ago, it's just, it's really tough, I think, for New Orleans <laughs> to get to 40 wins. Uh, all right. So we'll wrap up with the Clippers and Lakers. Um, first, Clippers, you know, everybody's just discounting them, no Kawhi Leonard. I kind of am too. <sighs> I, I mean, I don't know. I just don't. I don't know how there's a case that they can do any damage. Paul George is a number one like seven years ago, sure in Indiana in the East, but now in the West, I, I don't know. Even as a number two, it's like if Paul George is your number three, you're great. But number two oh, is still yeah. questionable. Here's. Do you know the Reggie Jackson stats, points per possession from last year? Have you heard these yet? In the postseason or regular season? <laughs> no, no, I don't. So in the regular season last year, and they. We started bringing it up during the postseason, and then he kept crushing in the postseason too. The player that had the highest points per possession generated in isolation one-on-one scenarios with like a minimum amount of possessions. So say it was 100 or more, you know, this X amount of players that had 100 opportunities. He was literally number one in the NBA. It was like 1.2 something points per possession. It includes now generated means times that he kicks it out and gets an assist. So it's assist plus points scored essentially every time you're in isolation. And the numbers come from like synergy, if I recall. So he was number one in the league. And then it's like, literally you could name the next nine because they're the nine guys you would think. But number one was uh, Reggie Jackson. Kevin, what is that all Yeah, Durant was two, Steph's three, LeBron. Like it's it's all those. Levine might've been like nine or 10. Like he snuck in there because he had such a great year. But then in the playoffs, he basically did it again. And like, he was fantastic. They bring him back. I, part of me wants to believe that there's some sort of like, oh, we're overlooking the Clippers. Like it's it, like if Reggie Jackson is your second best player in the West, it's just like they're not winning anything. Yeah. Maybe they Was win he... enough games to go over your 44 and a half. It's possible, but I, I'm just staying clear. And like, look, Kawhi's one of, still one of the best players in the NBA. Was Reggie Jackson playing for a contract? Yeah, they had to re-sign him. They had to okay. bring him back this year. So, but still, I mean, I could see a bump, but number one in the NBA—that's yeah, literally it was. It was unreal. He just was on. Now, part of it, if you remember, the Clippers had like one of the best three-point shooting seasons of all they time. They did, yeah. And so, they, they, Reggie Jackson just had guys standing in the corner that were hitting a bunch of threes. That was part of the reason it was so high. If you looked at just the times he scored, it wasn't number one, but it's combined, mm-hmm. right? So when he's going off the dribble, he's finding the guys open, or he's scoring, and it was literally that. There's no one better last year in the league. What's the fall off from Kawhi Leonard defensively to Luke Kennard defensively? <laughs> I don't think he's starting at the three, but he, he might start at the two. Uh, Paul George at the three? I don't know. Or is that a reach? I think it's interesting. Like Terrence Mann kind of had a few games. Oh, he yeah. He's out. Nice. Like he's probably the better option of like a defender to start your lineup with, not Luke Kennard. Kennard's going to be a better sixth man option. Uh, technically, they have Eric Bledsoe there, I think, oh, back. So ugh. I don't know. They, I don't even know what the Serge Ibaka situation is. I know he's was hurt to end last yeah. year. I'm not sure if he's even healthy to start. Marcus Morris and like Nicholas Batum had two of like the craziest comeback seasons we'll yeah. ever see. Like it's not duplicate. There's probably yeah. I just think the Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, Batum, like it's kind of that duplicating that's it's not sustainable. And so there's yeah. regression there. No Kawhi. Don't try to get cute and say the Clippers yeah. have a chance. They really don't. 
And we'll wrap up with the Lakers because uh, everybody wanted to wait 25 minutes to hear what you have to say about the fossils. Um, LeBron, Westbrook, a lot of guys hurt already. Anthony Davis coming off the injury. Where are you on the Lakers? I think it could be an utter disaster. Just at, oh. least, at least to start. I, I think it might be worse than, again, you don't want to put a ton of stock into preseason, but there's some valid numbers that come out of the preseason, especially the two games that LeBron comes in and says, all right, we're playing these ones like for real so I can get into playing shape again and in the mix. And look, Russell Westbrook's points per possession in the preseason was, I believe the number was 0.29. Like the NBA average is like over one. He was 0.29. He just turned it over or missed almost every time he had the ball. You would say, hey, look, Anthony Davis, LeBron, Russell Westbrook, that's not a really good fit. It doesn't really make sense. And I would say, you're probably right. This is weird. But if they play AD at the five and they bring in two wings and shooters, which they tried, right? They brought in Malik Monk. They have Baysmore. Baysmore, um, yeah. Now now they have THT, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. But now these guys are all hurt, and they just signed Avery Bradley uh, Monday to, to, to bring him on to uh, at least help with this wing scenario. They still have Rondo on the roster. But like if you had said, okay, two rosters, like they'll have some shooters there. All right, like Trevor Ariza, another guy that's injured. That's a wing that they brought in to maybe be a 3 and D guy. I'd say, okay, they're starting DeAndre Jordan at center. Oh, God. And Davis is playing the four, LeBron the three, and Russell Westbrook the one. Who's shooting? And all the other mm. guys are hurt other than Kent Bazemore. And then they bring in Bradley. Like, Kent Bazemore's <laughs> your best shooter on the floor. <laughs> Malik Monk. I, I don't, I don't, Monk's hurt. I, yeah, and, and, right. and Kendrick Nunn's hurt. That's another guy oh. they brought in to You know, you don't usually get fired up, but you are animated right I'm now. So, it sounds I'm like so you're upset. Like, trying to believe, and I just can't, uh. especially with all of the spacing issues and in, in the year 2021 in the NBA if you can't shoot threes it doesn't matter if you're LeBron and Anthony Davis it yeah. just doesn't matter and the fact that there were reports six weeks ago that Davis would start at the five and that they were going to open things up and Davis finally <laughs> agreed to it pisses me off that in every preseason game it was DeAndre Jordan yeah. like okay so that's not going to happen good luck trying to score I already know guys bet under 228 and a half bet the Warriors plus three and a half for the game here Tuesday night like I, yeah, I'm, I'm bearish. I think under 52 and a half wins. That's great very bet. bearish. If they figure it out, it's like in January. Like this is yeah. going to take some time. So it's, I think it, which is good. Bad. Yeah. Are uh, you going to be going to many games this year? Probably not. I don't, I don't tend to go to a ton because I've been in Las Vegas until just last year. That's so, right. Yeah. We got to get like that on court. Year, so I was staying away, but I think now yeah. I'll probably need to get to a few. Yeah. Games. You know, the on court before games, you know, uh, you have yeah, to wear a mask. You, you got a nice little in there. So we'll, we'll have to figure it yes, out. Yes. Yes. We don't have credentials anymore myself. So we'll have to find a back oh, door. I think you'll be all right. All right. He's Preston Johnson, AKA the sports cheetah. Thanks a lot, man. Yep. No problem. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on-and-off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. 
or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Preston Johnson, everyone. Just so full of good NBA nuggets. I'm glad that he's with me on the Bulls. I don't have a ton of NBA futures bets, but the Bulls over is one of them. The the problem is, and I'm going to make predictions here for the NBA season right now on the pod. I'm not going full out predictions. I'll put those on maybe social media later today. But the problem is injuries. In the 82-game season, injuries happen so much that these win totals can hinge if someone's out Two weeks, three weeks, uh, any injury of significance and win totals are shot. So it's tough for me to pot commit this early, big bets or even half unit wagers on some of these futures. That being said, if you're asking me right now, who do I like to win the championship? I have to get a little chalky with it and I've got to go with the Brooklyn Nets in the East plus 240. The favorites, slight favorites over the Bucks, were plus eight twelve, and um, 
you know, actually, those are the two. Those are the only two really low. Uh, Miami Heat plus 2,200. I would take a gander on them. That being said, they're a little older. So as Preston articulated, like they're not going to be great in the regular season. You can probably, when they are, you know, I don't know, 23 and 15 or something, probably get them at lower than plus 2,200, better odds. But I, I would I would take the Nets. I mean, how can you bet against Harden and Durant? As long as they're healthy. I don't even care about Kyrie. Harden and Durant healthy. They're way better than the Bucs. They were destroying the Bucs in that series with Kyrie uh, and Kevin Durant and James Harden. They were destroying destroying the Bucs. It was 2-0. It looked like it was going to be a sweep. And then the injury happened to Kyrie, and Harden wasn't 100%, and bing, bang, boom. In the West, and I know, Preston made great points that this Lakers experiment could be an utter disaster. As such, I do think they'll figure it out. And as long as LeBron and AD are healthy, they've got to be the team to beat in the West. There's no, I mean, there's no denying that. With Kawhi hurt and unlikely to play, and Jamal Murray out probably the entire regular season. They're saying he's a chance he could come back for the final month. The Lakers are definitely going to be the best team in the West. There, there's no denying that. However, seven-game series, weird things happen. I just don't see who the team is to take them down. If you give me healthy Lakers, healthy Suns, I'll tell you, tell you Lakers in five or six. You give me healthy Lakers, healthy uh, Nuggets, healthy anybody, like, I've got to go with the Lakers. Utah Jazz, really? They scare you? They couldn't take down the Clippers when Kawhi got hurt. Like, I, I mean, I like Rudy Gobert and Mitchell as much as anybody, but come on. So it's got to be Lakers-Nets. I know that's ultra chalky. I do think the Lakers will struggle early, as uh, Preston said, and I think you'll be able to get them at way better than plus 369. Uh, maybe plus 500. Could could they could they drop that low? I don't know. We'll see. MVPs where it gets kind of interesting. And I... Listen, I don't know if there's going to be one of these situations where like LeBron tries to play the season so he could be an MVP at 37 and be the oldest MVP. Although, actually, no, Carl Malone might have been an older MVP. I'll have to double check that. I personally would go with Luka Doncic, who is the favorite. And I know that, Jason, you're getting super chalky. Well, what am I going to I mean, I do have some money on Harden when he was plus uh, 25 to 1. And he's way down now to 14, 15 to 1. I mean, I love Jason Tatum. I don't think he, are the Celtics going to be top three in the in the East? I don't see that happening. Zion's probably not going to play enough. KD's always hurt. Embiid's always hurt. I don't think Curry's Warriors are going to be as good as everybody thinks. And you know I'm a Warriors fan. So I would go with Luka Doncic. Uh, Rookie of the Year is the interesting one. I, I Listen, I, I thought all along I would take Jalen Green first over Cade Cunningham. And I, I, will, I will put my money on Jalen Green to win the rookie of the year. I just think Cade Cunningham's Pistons are going to be awful. Houston, despite being super young, they will be bad as well, but they will be exciting. And Jalen Green's probably going to have more 30-point nights than you think. He's going to put up, I don't know if he'll put up numbers like the kid Anthony Edwards did. He was just a scoring machine, but I'm just telling you, Jalen Green is going to get buckets and surprise some people. And I will guarantee you, by Thanksgiving or Christmas, we're going to be saying, man, how did they not take Jalen Green number one? The kid is electrifying. Now, is he a guy that you can build a franchise around? Can he do everything that Cunningham could do? Probably not. Probably not now, for sure. We've seen Cunningham do it in college. Jalen Green in the G League uh, was a scorer, not as much of a facilitator as Cunningham. So I'll go Jalen Green, Rookie of the Year. But the guy to watch, and I don't know how you can't get excited, is Davion Mitchell in Sacramento. If, if There is a world where the Kings surprise everybody and get the seventh seed. 
It's not a world any of us have ever seen. But Devion Mitchell, the kid with the best nickname in the NBA, he's nicknamed Off Night because he's such a good defender that he guards the opposing team's best player, and that guy always has a bad game. And he says, oh, I had an off night. Actually, no. Davion Mitchell was in your jersey. So those are some of my NBA predictions. I'm sure someone will snip this off, throw it in my face in a month or two or three, and say, oh, Jason, you were so off. Listen, that's part of the game. We make predictions. You hit some, you lose some, and I will, I'll wrap on this for the Tennessee Titans fans. I went into the season... Look uh, like anybody who's looked at the numbers and said, oh, there's no no way Derrick Henry has a good season. There's just no way. History says players who carry the ball X amount of times and have this kind of workload, they do not hold up. That's what history has said in the NFL running backs for the last 40 years. Derrick Henry is shattering all those numbers and just breaking down walls left and right like he's uh, the Kool-Aid guy running through that wall. I mean, Derrick Henry is an unbelievable bionic human being. He's just killing people. He's trucking people. He doesn't look like he wears down. And as much as I just gassed up Derrick Henry and the Titans, I am taking the Chiefs on the road in Tennessee this week. Now, if you didn't listen to the whole podcast, you missed that. But that's my best bet of the week. And it's early. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.